Over 100 years ago, a lone exile toiled in a dark basement over reams of paper and models of various sizes and levels of intricacy, trying to see which parts would move and which would anchor and which would animate, and trying to contribute to a whole which may just have been the salvation of everything she had worked for before leaving forever. Now, her work is in the hands of Cobb, Tissa, and Penelope, who are unsure what to do with it, aside from calling the cops. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm Kat, I'm your hostess, and I have recently purchased a new game manual, and I defy you to tell me which one it is. Um, with me are Crane Clan Diplomat Kathleen. Hi there. Crab Clan Warrior Nick. No. And Cat Clan YouTube Idiot Kirsten. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Monkey Clan, get it right. <laughs> Literally, all I can think about is L5R, you guys, the new manual is so gorgeous. It is a good game. People check it out. It's it's so good. It's a very it's a pretty manual. Okay, so when last we left you guys, you were having a big old dinner, and um, we met with Cobb's old acquaintance Marcus, who asked what you wanted in exchange for the book of schematics that you retrieved from the hold of the barrel green. Um. He then asked, before leaving, whether or not Cobb currently had a boat. The answer is no. The, the answer right now is no. You're correct. The answer is no. So the party went on long into the night. People were drinking. People were eating. People were eating garnishes out of their drinks for a good long time before they could actually get purchased and drink them. There were pastries shaped like any number of magical things. Um... There was music all through the night of varying degrees of enchantment. And it is the next day. And at the checkerboard lodge, there is a large breakfast set out to accommodate the many travelers in town for the festival. So here's a, here's a question. Did you guys know this festival was happening when you came to the Coral Coast? No, Penelope doesn't check things out prior. She just goes. Cobb probably would have. You know, and I think that Tissa probably knew that the festival was coming on, and that would be a good reason for her to be down there. Okay, so two of you came with the express purpose of partying hard, and one of you was pleasantly surprised by the spread. And the table is just covered in all kinds of desserts. Sweet desserts, savory desserts, heavy desserts, light desserts, many different kinds of drinks, um... Some more appropriate for the morning hours than others. <laughs> Those are the best kind. So you guys are sitting at the table in the checkerboard lodge, and have you guys decided what to do yet? Well, Cobb does want a ship. And, you know, he's really, you know, unconcerned about whatever sort of weird tin soldiers people people want to be uh, build. Tessa feels like the age of weird tin soldiers is is over for a reason. But like 
is certainly willing to be distracted by the thought of something uh, cool happening as a result of having seen these things. She went to the cops, and so she's she feel like her guilt is assuaged at this point. And I think I I trust Marcus. Um, I think the the book should be in good hands. You just met Marcus. <laughs> yeah, but he seems like he knows what he's doing. You know, uh. <laughs> If it's just him, I don't think there can be, like, a big army of them built, so I think it'll be okay. All right. So you guys are making conversation over dinner. Um, it's breakfast. You guys are making conversation over breakfast. And um, because this is the table in the kind of public mess hall of this area— who should sit down at your table, but the aforementioned Commander Marcus. And he kind of, he sits next to Cobb because there is an empty spot there. Um, He does keep his distance. Cobb, you know that he has just a real big personal bubble. Doesn't like to be real close to people. And he kind of uh, reaches out and takes just a couple things at a time. Just a little cup of... Something strong. Do you mind if I join you? Of course. It looks like you already have, but sure. Yes, forgive me for forgetting my manners. Oh, manners. What are what are those? Penelope is uh, stuffing all sorts of food in her face. What you should do is have some of that tea. I think they don't call it tea, but I don't know what to call it. Thank you for the recommendation. It's called swaddle. It's uh, made of honey and I believe vinegar. It's not bad. Yeah. All right. I will take it under advisement. Thank you. So have you had a moment to consider what I uh, asked you last night? Well, uh, I've come to the conclusion that my stance on whatever ten men come out of this thing, look, what you do is up to uh, is up to you and your soldier rights. I don't know what you would call someone who'd make something like that, but uh, regardless, an engineer. Uh, sure, I would like a new ship. They don't get much newer. Mm. If you'll um, if you'll indulge me a moment, uh, once we've finished eating here, I I can show it to you. Wonderful. I look forward to it. After breakfast, he gets up and kind of motions for you guys to follow him. And you guys go on a pleasant walk. It's early in the morning. A lot of people are not awake yet. Um, The vibe is very just like Sunday breakfast. Everybody is sleeping. And slowly, but can I get someone to roll me? Sensitivity, humanity. Mm. Sure. One edge success. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I guess Cobb will roll sensitivity, humanity. Two successes and one edge success. Penelope's got nothing. Penelope's got nothing. Do, 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 do. Okay. So the difficulty here turns out to have been one. Hooray. Um, Cobb, you can tell 
And let me let me see if I can think of a good. Uh, uh, I expect that if there's anything that's trying to be concealed, um, it will be pretty obvious that uh, Tissa noticed the thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good edge success. You know what? Actually, I like that a lot. Yes, you will notice it, but you will be unable to hide that you've noticed. Yes. Okay. So as you guys approach the dock, Marcus is starting to get anxious, and he hides it well. He's like he hides it well, but not quite well enough. There's a there's a slight flexing of his hands and a slight craning of his neck as he's trying to to look over something to see just a little bit further. Um, now, he's starting to get real worked up about something. Uh, hey, are you okay? Hmm? Um, that is a good question. One which I am right now ill-prepared to answer. Let's uh, go to the dock, shall we? Uh, good enough, I guess. And um, once you guys arrive at the docks, you find, I mean, there's a lot of boats there. The place is full of boats. Tall ships with proud fluttering sails and banners. Little fishing boats. Some real cute houseboats that look extremely cozy and comfortable. And the place where you guys are standing is empty. And Marcus takes a moment, kind of takes a deep breath, tilts his head slightly, and he says, I could be better, Tissa. I could be better. (laughs) Where's the boat? Is it on its way? I expected it to be here. Oh, no. And it is not. I mm. see. Mm. So it's running late. Hmm. And he just kind of makes that noise at himself <laughs> uh, a good dozen times or so. Um, I wouldn't say it was late as I was on board it when it arrived here. It has uh, since then gone. Oh, and here I was really hoping for a boat. Did they leave you behind? They had better hope they didn't. Mm. Excuse me, a ship. Uh, where would it have gone? Uh, uh, Cobb is going to try an understanding navigation to maybe see if he can't figure out, like, if there was some, uh, like, weather patterns or something like that, or if this is a very obvious, like, we have bailed. Okay, yeah, give me give me that. Cobb got one success. Okay. One success will tell you that it is an exceptionally nice morning for a jaunt. Sun is shining, the waves are calm. It's exceptionally pleasant. Yeah. Think they think they may have gone out for a joyride on you, uh, Marcus. Uh, <clears throat> yes, it appears that they have. Well, well, it is an awfully nice day. Uh, mm. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's some place we can get uh, get a good breakfast. We just all right. <laughs> there was 
supposedly an ancient something or other up the coast from here. Not far from here. Fortress, was it? Is, is, is that what you were all doing? Is, is out here for uh, more, um, like, scouring of, like, stuff that was buried like that? No, um, not at all, actually. Um, we were on the trail of something else entirely. But if there is an ancient fortress in the area and the weather is good for a joy ride, and the way he says it, you can very clearly tell he puts a space between joy and ride. (laughs) Of course. There's no joy in that ride for him. (laughs) There's there's no joy at all. then perhaps they have gone up the coast. Maybe we can get another one of the ships to to take us to that fortress. At least we can take a look. It might ease your mind. It just might. What do you say, Mr. Cobbler? You know anyone who can lend us a ship? Well, fortunately, my days of knowing a lot of folks in that sort of uh, line of work, mm, not so much, but we might be able to finagle something. Mm, Sorry to hear it. All right. I mean, they've probably got the map of the day already. We could, how, do you know how far out that's supposed to be? Mm, it was just up the coast. Um, shouldn't have been more than a couple hours. And he, he kind of, he closes his eyes and puts a hand to his head. Um, at top speed, about three and a half hours. Uh, it'd be hard to match on foot. Um, How long would it take to get on Pollyanna? If I could at least just scout ahead and see if I glimpse mm. the ship there? Um, y- yes, actually. It shouldn't be far, given from the sky. Maybe we'll return to the lodge for breakfast, Miss Hunter, and um, we'll leave you to your work. Um, thank you very much for your kind offer. All right. She hops on Pollyanna and takes off to the sky to see if she uh, spies the ship heading towards the fortress. Wee to the sky. Wee. <laughs> Actually, at the rate most ships go, um, that fortress isn't. If it's a, if it's a three hour jaunt, that fortress ain't too far out there. No, um, I don't expect that it is. Uh, I could point you. I could point it out on a map of the coast, but maps are. Tricky business in these parts. Well, why don't we go see if we can't find a map? Okay, so you guys return to the checkerboard lodge to go ask the trackers about a current map of the area. And when you go into the room where the maps are developed, you see the usual flurry of activity. Everybody's up. Everybody's got cups of something but they're still standing around the same chalk slate. And when you ask them for it, they do in fact have for you a relatively current map. It's been hastily scribbled on a piece of paper, but most of the major routes are there. I've seen way worse, especially around here. Um, we have We have a map 
Tiss is starting to get excited. How are things going in the air? Okay. So in the air, um, you can see the place that they're looking at. And um, Penelope, it is mm-hmm. not particularly far from the from the capital, although it is just through a real rough swath of jungle. Mm. It's kind of nestled in between a pair of this region's low, rounded mountains. And kind of in the in the crook between them, there is, I mean, what looks to the sky like a heap of, I mean, rocks. It looks to the sky like a heap of rocks. <laughs> that's, 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 those are called mountains. I've already described the mountains. <laughs> do I spy, do I see a ship heading there or? Um, you actually see something in the um, uh, on the coast nearby. There is kind of a little bit of an inlet there, a little bit of a harbor, and you see a peculiar gleaming ship. It sits low on the ocean, and it shines Ooh, like metal. That's very unique. Is it flying a certain flag? Um, it's hard to see the flag from where you are. All right, but I have a feeling that that is the ship that, um, did Marcus describe the ship? I don't think I had him describe the ship. I think I... No, you did not ask him what the ship looked like. I think I just took off and was like, wee! All right. (laughs) (laughs) You did just take off. Um, well, I, I'm like, oh, cool. I saw the ship. That must be the ship. They're into, like... Metal stuff. And so she just... They're into metal stuff? Scientific term. <laughs> you knob. Okay. So she starts um, heading back to to tell the others. Um, before you do that, can I get a sensitivity roll from you? Pick a skill. Hmm. Humanity. Okay. And nothing... Do-do-do-do-do. I saw the metal ship. Do-do-do-do-do. Okay. Do-de-do-do-do. <laughs> Us, everyone. Okay, so you guys have your map. Um, Penelope, you land outside the checkerboard launch to find that the rest of the crew has obtained a map and, um, I mean, probably some more pastries. Definitely some more pastries. Um, if there's any thick-skinned, like, sort of things that could be grabbed, like, that look like they will keep for a little bit. Uh, Tissa has pocketed them. Is something more steam bunny? I'm thinking, like, like something like an avocado or, like, a mango with a nice thick skin. Oh. You guys don't even know how I got a pastry in my hand so fast. I'm just starting. <laughs> I saw oh, the metal uh, ship. Uh, it's, it's on its way to the fortress. We've got a map. Mm. Oh. It might be good for a couple more hours still. All right. I guess we could find our way there. I was going to eat eat that, though. Well, if the ship can get there, it should be good at least for a little while, unless the... If you'll excuse me a moment. Coral makes uh, changes the coastline extensively, Mm. which it might. Okay. So my next question for you is, does somebody want to roll me some kind of navigation roll while... Studying this here mapsy. Could an understanding navigation work for that? Yeah, for sure, Z's. 
That is one, two, three, four, five successes. Wow. Kill, killing it today. I have so wow. many successes. I have so wow. many dice for this. <laughs> this is something you're extremely good at. You notice a couple things. One of the things you notice is that even though it's sketched in charcoal, there are a couple things that are printed in ink. Things like the location of Hushwave City, um, the location of certain peaks, etc. And the ruins are one of those things. The ruins are something of a permanent fixture around which the rest of the terrain uh, changes. And you notice that there seems to be just like a marking nearby. Um, it's just kind of like a like a big old X and some kind of very sharp uh, arrow-looking shape. And um, as you look over the rest of the map, you notice that these are symbols that are only in just real unpleasant, very dangerous places. Oh. Well, um, this will be a thing. The arrow shape also appears on the nearby lava flats. This will be a hot thing. Mm. This will be a hot thing. Um, okay, I'm going to ask for one more die roll. One more die roll, guys. One more die roll. That's all I want from you. That's all I ever want from you. <laughs> Just one more. Does anybody have the skill spirits? Ooh. Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. Ghosts are dumb, and I hit them with a box. All right. <laughs> Time to go on a nice, pleasant picnic, you yep, guys. Yep. <laughs> Time to just go on a real <laughs> nice picnic, <laughs> says the GM while laughing. <laughs> Shit. No, it's time to go on a nice, pleasant picnic, you guys. Nice. All right. Marcus excuses himself. He's going to wait here to see if his mm -hmm. subordinates return. And um, go back inside for breakfast, as his has vanished from his hands mysteriously. Mmm, they make such great pastries. So I've heard. I have like two more in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat your food. It's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah, Penelope will take anybody's food. If there's anything we've established about Penelope Hunter, <laughs> it's that your food is not safe. So, um, should you encounter um, any Crusaders of the Aurora Legion, um, do inform them of my surprise and displeasure at having found them absent. Penelope writes down surprise, displeasure. Okay. Thank you, Miss Hunter. You're welcome. Thank you. Safe travels. Yeah, uh, anything else to grab before we... Is this the thing to do? It seems like the thing to do. It's time for those survival rolls, because we're about to go out into the wild. Alrighty. Heck yeah. Roll, you're a dice. Oh no, that was a bad roll. Only got one success. Two successes. Okay. Do, 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 do. Instead of do, 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 numbers. Getting the numbers. Oh, two successes. So, 
I'm looking at the total on my hand right now. And it's, it's five. five. We were better at going to the shimp drunk than we are going to a place that we're trying to go to on purpose. <laughs> this is this is absolutely true. Um all right. So our brave sober heroes have a pool of five and are heading out into the jungle. Stone cold mm-hmm. sober. I'm going to make sure to take uh lots of water and that delightful energy drink with us. Mm-hmm. And Pollyanna has ding. Uh, Penelope has rope. Pollyanna probably has it because she has a little salad bag, but which, yes. Which Penelope I have been informed is actually called <laughs> Switchel. Ah. And it's a real thing and you can make it yourself. It is. Okay. Thank you. So go go make yourself some homemade energy drink, kids. It's cheap, and you'll love it. You probably won't love it, but it is cheap. It sounds extremely yucky, my dude. It sounds like it's very yucky. I actually haven't had it myself, but I will disagree with you on principle. Let us know on Twitter at Peach Garden Games what you think of Switchel. <laughs> no. False. Unless you agree that, I mean, ick. So Cobb is just ch- is just uh, chugging ye old monster energy drink. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, all right. Abomination energy drink. Ye old beast energy drink. Yon Scarlet Bull. Scarlet Oroch. <laughs> it giveth thee the power of flight. I I hate it. Look, you you, even... you brought this on yourself. Uh uh No you. A strong counter argument. Yeah, that's right. I'm profoundly witty. I'm actually just vamping while I look up stuff. Like how to make switchel. <sighs> okay. So it is early in the day, and the jungle is beautiful. It's bright. It's not too hot yet. And you've all been here long enough to understand that it will get too hot at some point. But right now, all the foliage around you is in every possible shade of green and adorned with enormous flowers, flowers larger than you can find anywhere else. Unseen birds scream at each other from rookeries far, far beyond your reach. And screams resound back from the undergrowth. Just a cheerful chorus of nothingness and nonsense. Fleet little shapes jump from tree to tree above you. Pollyanna occasionally stops to just, like, pick up a leaf in her mouth. Just a big old waxy, shiny leaf. Pollyanna, what are you doing? You can't... What? Are those tasty? I've never seen you pick those ones up before. I don't know if I'll ever understand what you like to taste. I mean, no, I guess not, huh? Nope. I guess not. 
And she does kind of look like once she realizes that you're upset that she's chosen to eat this leaf, she locks <laughs> eyes with you and continues to eat the leaf. Pollyanna? <laughs> and she stops. She plants all four hoofs on the ground Pollyanna, and she stares you, at you, you leaf in mouth. That leaf, yeah. that, that, that yeah. might not be healthy for you. Yeah. I don't know much yeah. about the, the yeah. plants in this area. Pollyanna? Uh, three successes on understanding medicine. Is it okay? Yeah, it should be okay, yeah. No, it, it's, it's fine. It would be okay for a person to eat. Pollyanna? And she stares at you. Mm. And by now she has con- consumed the whole leaf. Well, I guess it's too late for that. And she starts slowly reaching her neck down. No. Toward the plant. Pollyanna, no. She, Pollyanna, stop. And she opens her mouth. Stop. Uh, no. And she seems like she like she stops a second. She lifts her head and she looks at you. Oh, good. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good Polly. Are you returning to your walk? Yes. Okay, when you turn around, she definitely just grabs more leaves. Hi. I saw that. No, you didn't. I, uh, she never listens. Mm. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> she doesn't listen because she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't respect your authority. I seem to think I'm the one in charge, but I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, she gives you a look that says, you are not my real dad, (laughs) Penelope, and you can't tell me what to do. (sighs) Well, I guess, Tissa, if you say it should be okay, then it should be okay. Thank you. Yeah, it should be good. Um, What time is it? It is, I guess, now you guys have been walking for a bit. It's hovering around okay. 9.30. I guess I am just not sure what time it is because Tissa is preoccupied about when noon is going to be. Noon is going to be, mathematically speaking, in two and a well, half and hours. Well, I mean, like, I, I know. I know. But I, the human <laughs> being sitting at this microphone to break the uh, fourth wall, do not know how much time is passing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yes. Mathematically speaking, mathematically two and a half speaking, hours. two and a half hours. <laughs> no, you guys have been walking for about. I said it was around eight when you set out, so like an hour. Okay, spent about half an hour getting ready, shopping and shop. I mean, mm-hmm. shopping and stuff. I'm supposed to not say all the many swears I love to say. Hmm. We'll get that PG rating one day. (laughs) (laughs) Someday. Someday I will be able to go an entire episode without saying any of the bad words. Fuck. Okay. All right. I'm focused. I swear to God, I'm focused, you guys. Shit. We're never getting to the fireworks factory, are we? You guys are never getting to the fireworks factory. Hmm. Here's what I'm actually going to do. I'm going to flip down here. So I would like to hear some sensitivity rolls from you guys. As usual, when you guys are out in the middle of nowhere, you guys can choose which skill you're rolling. Um, I'm going to do sensitivity survival. I I have a few that I could choose, but they're all one. So I'm just going to do, you know what, I will do sensitivity, um, 
photosensitivity navigation to sort of check and see where we are. So I got uh, three successes. Okay. Wow, killing it. Very good. Finally got yeah. <sighs> you rolled good dice one time. I got big nothing successes, so Cobb is not paying attention. I did also did sensitivity navigation, um, and I got uh, two successes. Okay. So, Cobb, what are you looking at slash thinking about? Uh, Cobb is also probably trying to chew on the leaves just to see <laughs> if there's anything in them. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe they've got, you know, natural stimulants or something in them. Or maybe they just taste kind of like uh, wax and chlorophyll. <laughs> I think I think Pollyanna mostly did it just because she could. I mean, they do have a definite chlorophyll taste to them. Yeah, but also just like a weird sweetness. It, it, it's it's something that while taking up all of his spare time and apparently his uh, his awareness. Is not really bearing any sort of real fruit. Okay. So, for two successes, Tissa, you notice that there is something ahead of you on the path. There's something moving through the undergrowth. The leaves are rustling, and the way they're rustling is not merely like a monkey or a parrot or something. It's something fairly large. Very large parrot. Just a real huge parrot. <laughs> it's like a parrot and an emu. That would be the cutest thing, though. Just like if an emu was also a parrot Aww, and had a cute yeah. little parrot beak. I mean, it would be an evolutionary dead end when you consider the differences between the diet of an emu and it a parrot. But wouldn't it be cute? I mean, as someone who's watched tons of parrot videos on YouTube, that thing would scream real loud. Yeah. Yeah, it would have it would have the power mm. of shrieking. Well, now I'm just trying to think about stuff that has lived in New Zealand because I wonder if there isn't something like that that at one point lived in New Zealand because there are just all of the best birds there historically. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah, oh right. Oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Penelope rolled good. Mm-hmm. Penelope rolled three of them, huh? Yeah. So Penelope sees the swaying of the foliage in front of you and also sees plumage, long feathers of bright sunset hues swaying in the undergrowth and moving Wait, through stop, it. stop, guys. Is it a—I I saw some—is it another shortcut? It looks like something with feathers. I'm not familiar with the animals here, but I assume we shouldn't get too close. It looks larger than I'd like to encounter. Mm. What emerges onto the trail is a peculiar little creature. It is about the size of like a real fat house Mm -hmm. cat. Just like a real big house cat. And its body is um, serpentine, but not particularly long. Like a cartoon inchworm. And there are long, long feathers trailing from its back. They have long stems and big plumes and 
there's just uh, an ocean of these long, delicate, sunset-hued plumes. And it doesn't inch along the ground like a cartoon inchworm. It seems to move independent of the ground, maybe about a foot up. Hmm. Well, fuck, thinks Kathleen, the human Um, being. It's a cockatrice. <laughs> no, it sounds it sounds like it's a like a, a feathered version of what's that what's that Japanese cryptid that's just like a really fat snake? <laughs> Tsuchinoko. Yeah, it's like that, but with feathers. Oh yeah, I think I've described this like a Tsuchinoko with feathers, I guess, huh? Is it is it and it's floating though, like above the yeah, ground? Yeah, it's floating and it's kind of moving slowly out mm. onto the trail, and. It makes a kind of rattling, chiming sound as it moves, like bones knocking against Hmm. each other. That's an unsettling sound that it's making, guys. Uh... And it's going to kind of rattle its, its feathers, and by now it has turned to see you guys. And it rattles its feathers side to side in a big swirly motion and like you feel like absorbed by this motion almost hypnotized by this motion and kind of a a portion of your attention and your will and um can everybody roll me adaptability humanity please one edge. I got two successes and two edge successes. Two successes. The difficulty is two. I will take my two successes. Okay. So Cobb and Penelope managed to shake their heads and kind of clear them and get <sighs> free of this thing's grip. But uh, Tissa, you lose two scatter. All right. You're just entranced. And you are also isolated. You cannot move your turn in the next combat. All right. Oh, speaking of which, hey, guys, guess what's happening? Oh, are we fighting now? Oh, we're fighting the Sushinoko. You're fighting the Sushinoko. But it sounds like it's adorable. I don't want to fight (laughs) this thing. Well, whatever. If it's going to be a buster. I mean, you don't have to fight it, I guess. Um... It did. Uh, it did do bad magic to your good friend Tissa. But if you would decide to be to be friends with it, I, I as the GM, <laughs> have no choice but to allow that. I actually was. I have some pastries stuffed in my pocket, and I'm going to try um, to. Uh, I guess it'd be an understanding rule. Okay. I'm going to try understanding language. Penelope thinks she can kind of talk to animals. Kind of. (laughs) Okay. All right, dude. Go for it. Here, here, here. This is delicious and tasty, not us. It's so good. And I got one edge success because I'm so good. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, so... You know what? Here's what I'm going to say. You're pretty sure you can communicate the word offering. Oh, no. Do you want that? 
Ah, you know what? I can think of some not so good things that could come of that. Uh, wait, wait. Guys, I can tell it I'm offering something. Help me point to the pastry as well. <laughs> point to the pastry very, very That's- emphatically. Offering <laughs> like that. Big arrows. You know, like those flashy okay. signs they have? They're like, <laughs> free stuff here. Yeah. Good cobble play along. Yeah. That's a good plan there you have, buddy. That's a, that's an excellent plan you've made. Um, Am I busy being enhanced? I mean, the effect has... Uh, like the effect is it's still happening, but it has kind of taken a little bit of your attention out of you. Okay. And it seems kind of sparklier for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are communicating offering, and you're making sure that the party points dramatically at the mm-hmm. pastry. Mm-hmm. What kind of pastry is it? It's a savory pastry with like, almost like a, a meat pie kind of idea. So you've set this meat pie on the ground. You're trying to declare it an offering. And I'm rubbing my, my tummy, too, <laughs> pointing and being like, offering, yum, 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 mm. offering. No. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, the, the creature advances a little bit, and as it moves, all those feathers sway back and forth like a... Like a field of long grass Mm. in the wind, just back and forth, and it wiggles its way through the air to the pastry. I got, oh, oh wait, offering, offering. It opens its mouth, and um, its mouth is big enough to swallow a like small watermelon hole. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and just absolutely full of horrible little teeth. And this mouth does not eat the pastry hole, but grabs onto it, leaving just so many visible teeth, an extremely large amount of visible teeth. And it looks at you and it swishes its feathers. And then it heads off down the path in a hurry. Carrying the pastry in its mouth. Yeah, Cobb kind of breathes out there and, and puts the puts the puts his sword back entirely in the scabbard. You did it. We think. Maybe. Um, that could have gone worse, I guess. How many more of those do you have? Uh, I caught one or two in my saddlebag. Three. All right, well, hang, hang on to those. We might need them later. Okay. Okay. I'll make sure not to eat any. I kind of licked my fingers. Mm, okay, that should do me for now. There. Okay, yes, yes, yes. No eating them. Excellent. Okay, so you guys advance further down the path. And every so often you see these patches of feathers in the undergrowth. Some of them are swishing back and forth. 
Some of them are kind of up in trees, rooting around. You spot several plants by the roadside that appear to have been torn up. Mm. What do the plants look like? I mean, real bad. They don't look healthy. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, is there, are they, is there some that are similar to it? I was thinking of, like, picking some in case that's, like, something they eat so that I could, like, have more stuff to offer. It just seems to be all kinds of plants. It just seems to be just a ton of different plants. Hmm. Well, um, we're walking into the maw of something. Oh, well. <laughs> That's artism. <laughs> We're walking into the maw of something. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Does look pretty dangerous. Well, can't be helped. do 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 Can't. <laughs> Do-dee-do, do-dee-do, do-do. So, you guys walk through the jungle with the help of your trusty map, and I've asked you to make a lot of navigation rolls, and you've all done very, very well. So, we're just... You guys have done a good job of finding your way through the jungle. And noon comes and goes. When noon when noon came, Tissa had to immediately stop without explanation, dig through all of her shit, get like open up a tiny journal and like really hastily write down a word in it and then like continued as nothing else happened. Yeah. Yep. What's up? Uh mm, this is is it's Hector. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay. Okay, we're good. Yeah. It's it's an article today. Ah, okay. Penelope doesn't know what an article is, but (laughs) she's like, hmm, sure. It's like the word the or ah. Ah, ah, okay. So noontime comes and goes, and the heat is extremely upsetting. There's a heat haze in the air and everything seems to be just wavering and shimmering and somewhat more mysterious for the just intense, insufferable heat of your surroundings. And you seem to see more feathers. The first thing I'm going to do is how prepared are you guys? Mm. Because it's time for a survival thingy. So we have five, five, right? You guys have got five, yes. And this heat is so bad that I will not let you guys roll understanding. Too hot, can't think. Well, I guess that's a problem for one of us. You guys can spend three resources to say that you've prepared, you've got, like... You've got nice sun hats or whatever. <laughs> that you've, uh, <laughs> I can't or whatever. I made this game. Damn. Um, so you can spend three points to say that you've prepared for this, that you have good weatherproofing gear, and that you can keep yourselves comfortable enough to think straight. Or you can just not use understanding till it cools down. Ooh, I think we need our, our, our brain science. We did establish that Tissa has a big floppy hat. This is true. We did establish that. I mean, Cobb barely uses his uh, his brain anyway, so it's not going to be that much different for him. 
Yeah, so understanding is my strongest stat. Um, like, understanding doesn't get used in combat, so my combat special does. It doesn't help me out on that. But I know that I'm the only one with understanding as the high stat. <laughs> Although that being said, well, I also think we... I, I vote for spending the resources because Cobb brought a lot of switchel. He did bring so much switchel. <laughs> okay. So you guys are spending it? I guess so. Yes. So you guys crack open a ye old monstrum energy drink. And I'm spelling all those words with like three Y's. It's got ginger and lime. I- and it's very refreshing. And it helps keep you focused in the jungle heat. That, that way we can spend the water, like, cooling ourselves down with. Mm-hmm. And ahead of you, you see um, the jungle open up into a clearing. And moving into that clearing, you see a fan of sunset-colored plumage. And that's where we're going to leave off this week. Oh, I think Rattle Baby's back. Oh no, maybe Rattle Baby's back. Maybe it's maybe it's Rattle Baby's big brother. Maybe it's memory time. Memory <laughs> time, memory time. Did you see what I did there? I did see what you did there. No, because this is an yeah. audio medium. Okay, Nick, go first. <laughs> I appreciated uh, the the struggle for dominance um, and the leaf eating. I thought that was that was that was very adorable. Pollyanna is such a good uh, cloud elk. She's not. She's not, but she also is the best. Kirsten, um, I actually like uh, I liked the. Uh, the creature with the way it like hypnotizes with the the feathers, that was real cool. And I could just feel like you know the swaying and yeah, got real into it. It's good. Marcus is already tired of us, and I am so entertained. Well, you guys have been working hard to make that happen, so I needed to reward your efforts. (laughs) Okay. My favorite memory was playing games with you guys, my friends. And with you, my listener friend from the internet. Thank you for joining us this week. The hesitation there was completely natural. Come back next week. I'm I'm sure things will be fine. Oh, we're totally cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it'll be fine. Everything's gonna be fine for our heroes, probably. And I'm sure nobody will get bit by a, some sort of animal. In the meantime, you can check us out at peachgardengames.com or at peachgardenrpgs on Twitter and play along with us. We'd love you to join. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to us. Bye, everybody.